Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Moonshine, Volume 1, Collecting Issues 1 to 6 of the 2017 Image Comic Series by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Risso. 2017, Ben, I thought it was more recent than that. I have to say you've got me fooled. I think, Michael, bloody uh, the El Panini has everybody in a little bit of a time warp, Michael. We're all living in 2019. What is 2019? What is 2021? What is 1925? Baby, don't hurt me. Exactly. No more. Benjamin. Yes. Can we can we get off to this start of this podcast with a bit of an admission from me? Yes, go on. Does my voice sound a bit hoarse and croaky? Or is it... It, do, it, it does. There's... there's there's Hold a on. sexy quality to it, Mikey, let me, that let I me, haven't... Uh... Let me try and clear my throat a little bit, see if uh, it makes okay. a difference. <clears throat> All right, that's better now. Um, <laughs> ben, I have to say that... Uh... <laughs> that wasn't a gag. I did, I did really need to clear my throat. Ben. Yes. I have to admit, it's not really my cup of tea, this setting. It's not my favourite theme or tone or setting. The 1920s, the gangsters, the pinstripes, the zoot suits, the Italian nicknames, the the moonshine, the hooch. It's not an area of either American history or it doesn't it doesn't grip me is what I'm saying. Michael, it's so I suppose it's so far removed from our own, isn't it? It's it's we we don't we don't have a prohibition era kind of cops and cops and gangsters in the Appalachians. No, we don't have kind, it. Ben. Kind we don't of vibe. Have it. No, in Ireland in the nineteen twenties, we were trying to figure out a new state and trying to figure out how many things could we put the church in charge of. Arguably, Michael, uh, a less messy task than what goes on in this bloody comic. <laughs> oh, very good, very clever. All of the things is what we decided. By the way, uh, yeah, we just do 20s. it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chuck it all into a pot and see what comes out the other side. Grand bunch of lads, yeah, grand bunch of lads. <laughs> but Michael, this that is very much the set, and you've hit the nail on the head there. We're in Prohibition era America, and of course, for those that aren't familiar with the Prohibition era in the United States, because you might not be, you might not be in you an America, you might not be in an America centric bubble, and that's okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. dur- during the Prohibition era, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there was a complete ban on the sale and consumption of alcohol. Uh, couldn't have it Couldn't have it You weren't allowed to have it It wasn't allowed And that led to the rise Of course Ladies and gentlemen Of the bootleggers And the bootleggers Were the boys and girls That were making booze Out the back uh, mm. And the booze They were making Was called Moonshine uh, That is Oh the, I see where They've got the name See where you got that there Michael See where you got that there um, It led to An entire black market Being built up uh, Around the Sale and consumption Of illegal alcohol Michael And the only thing The yes. only thing that sorted out the uh, the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, Michael, was how good your damn bootleg liquor was. Hmm. Who was real gangsters and who was just Johnny Come Lately's? I mean, that's I mean that's the the truth of the ma- Tommy guns. Tommy guns, zoot suits, Ben. You got pinstripe suits. You got guys called Fat Eddie and Skinny Eddie. I think it's Fat Tony, but um, I think it's literally Fat Tony, as in yeah, no, I, but I meant in general. Like I'm not talking about this comic. I'm talking about that time. There were many, 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 many ironic nicknames, Michael. Mm, Eddie among them. Benjamin. Yes. But we need a twist. What sort of twist will we have? We've got a comic. I don't know if our comic about the 1920s moonshine business is going to sell. Is there any sort of twist we could put in it? Oh, well, Michael, we could probably have them underestimate uh, the bootleggers who put themselves across as kind of hokum, possibly incestuous mountain folk. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's pretty common enough, though. Okay, that's a common twist. We can't just underestimate yeah. them, I suppose. We can underestimate them, but then we can have the main character get wise to it, Michael, because he's, he's no blunt tool in the box. He's a bit of a sharp fellow himself there now, Joe. Mm, handsome Lou. Handsome, or Lou even, if you're going to read the comic properly, yeah. If you're going to uh, read it properly, yeah. Lou, Lou Perello. Perillo? Perillo? Uh, or Handsome Lou Perillo. And uh, yeah, he's going to cop onto it, Michael. So that, that'll be good. That'll add tension in uh, midway through. Yeah, I think it's better. I still don't think that's good enough. I still think we're going to need some more of a twist. Oh, I tell you what, we could do, Michael. Is we could just shove a dirty, great big monster in there. All right. Yeah. What if everyone was werewolves? Would that uh, make it any more interesting? <laughs> what if everyone was werewolves, Michael? Um, yeah. Which is a question that often crosses my mind. <laughs> exactly, Ben. <laughs> exactly, Benjamin. Yeah. So not everyone is werewolves because the whole werewolf mythology, and we talked about werewolves, Ben, on our other podcast, Sure Look, Sure Listen, the podcast that takes a pop. At culture. Very good. And um, see what I've done there? I've put a bit of drama in it. And Benjamin, yeah. part of the whole point of a werewolf is figuring out who's werewolves and who isn't. Who's a bloody werewolf, lads? Yeah. Yeah. And Benjamin. What? This. So we've got we've got three werewolves from what we can see, Michael. I'd say that's too many. Uh, that's, that's a werewolf too many in my book, Michael, mm. and my book's full of werewolves, so it's a lot of werewolves. Ben's big uh, book of werewolves, so I've seen you carrying it about town. <laughs> Ben's big book of werewolves, because as I said earlier on this podcast, Michael, I often think, what if everyone was werewolves? What if? And yep. I go around documenting that world. <laughs> so, we have uh, Enos, who is the the kind of main werewolf that we run into. He's the main hillbilly Appalachian werewolf. Mm. And Enos is the brother of Tempest. Yeah, she's a lady. Tempest is the the femme fatale lady. She's also a werewolf. An unusually sexy hillbilly. Yes, very much so, Michael. And then, eventually, we come to find that uh, our man, Handsome Lou Perillo, Mm. becomes a werewolf. He becomes a werewolf, Ben, but interestingly enough, we're led to believe that possibly, maybe, he has been a werewolf. Not that he has been a werewolf, but they show us a lot of werewolf themes and tropes to kind of mix us up and set us off down the wrong path. Michael, we we get an awful lot of red herrings, so to speak, That's what they call red herrings. Yeah, we get a lot of red herrings here. I thought originally, Michael, Mm. that Hiram Holt was a werewolf. Right, go on. But he wasn't. Mm. And that was disappointing to me. I would have liked the old the old man of the mountain to be a big old werewolf big old that ran the, the Holt clan with an iron claw. Mm. I would have enjoyed that. Uh, but it didn't happen that way, Michael. So what we're what we're set up as is it's a very simple setup uh, throughout this comic. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of them, they are gangsters. Yeah, but wise guys. Uh, a bunch of wise guy paisanos. Yeah. And uh, they're down there in the big American city. Doesn't matter which one. New York, Chicago. New York. New York. Damn it. Um, I had three to choose from. It was Boston, New York, or Chicago. I got it wrong. You know what I did, though? Rather than just taking a guess, I actually read it. You read the comic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, See, I don't do that, Michael. I just pick them and then give you the comic and you read it. And you take a guess about the themes. We go through it. Uh, so in the middle, I'm quite good, Michael. For a man that never reads it, we do okay. You're usually pretty on point, I have to say. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, then their paisanos find out about this kind of uh, golden elixir that is the the world's best moonshine. Yeah, the, even then, having said that though, even the world's best moonshine is probably pretty shite. It's probably shite. Probably Michael. take the probably skin great, right like, off your tongue. 
Yeah, but you see, they're they're in a bit of a, an alcohol drought, Michael. So they haven't had it in so long that it tastes like bloody tastes like sweet nectar, mm. Michael. Sweet sweet nectar, Benjamin. So yeah, I'd have a drink. Would you? No, have? not very much. Like I'd have a drink every yeah. now and then, but I can't right. imagine loving a drink that much because it tastes horrible. I think 1925 New York is real stressful. Though. Yeah, everyone wants to be so stressed. But <laughs> I think people just want to be sloshed. Yeah, everyone probably just wants to be sloshed. But then why is everyone going, mm, yeah, this is delicious. This uh, made in a shoe drink is delicious. Just admit it to yourself, lads. You just want to get, you just want to get wired. It's grand, boys. You have a problem. Yeah. It's okay. Mm, yeah, it's delicious. Is it, though? Is it delicious? Or is it? are you just horrible? It's a bit like the Emperor's New Clothes where the, the head gang's just like, this is delicious. And it's like, Jesus Christ, Joe, you're an alcoholic. But nobody can say it to him. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> so everyone's delicious? like, yeah, yeah. It, it's delicious. Is it, to steal a joke, Ben, from Peep Show, is it as delicious as a nice Coke? Probably not. Probably not. Probably tastes like shoe So polish. anyway, poor old handsome Lou Perillo is sent down uh, to the mountains. Up, I'd say. Or up to the mountains. That's probably a more accurate fact. He's headed up to the Appalachians there, just outside of New York, New York. Mm. Uh, and he has to go deal with the Holt clan who are making this this there fine moonshine. And of course, he's he's a bit of a Dapper Dan man. He's a city Michael. slicker, Ben. Um, he's used to being a, a shitty slicker, all right. Um, and what happens is he runs into the Holt gang and at first he thinks he's wheeling and dealing them like a proper Dell boy. Uh, and then he finds out, oh no, hang on, these lads aren't to be, these lads aren't to be mucked with. Mm. They're not just bumpkins, Ben. They're canny. They're canny bumpkins, um, which is a trope all its own, Michael, which we must look at sometime Mm. on our other podcast. Should look, should listen. The podcast takes pop culture. (laughs) Uh, Now, Michael, I have to say, one of the things that drives me uh, damn near mad. Me too. About this here comic is that written on the front cover (laughs) of that bloody thing is damn near perfect. Mm. By Nerdist Get out of here Nerdist and I have to say Michael This this comic is far from perfect mm. I mean um, mm. Yeah I don't know if they read the same comic that I did <laughs> I originally remember seeing this and thinking Oh Eduardo Riso's uh, art style is probably quite cool I'll give that a read And I have to say Michael It didn't uh, It's nothing I haven't seen before Benjamin do, Shall we recount yeah. the tale of when we opened this comic book together Merely the other yeah, day. And I said, I don't yeah. know about this, Ben. This looks a bit derivative. And you said, derivative of what? And I said, derivative of the art of the artist Edward Rizzo. And you said, Mick, he's only gone and drawn it. And I said, <laughs> oh. his bloody book, Mick. Fair enough. But it's very derivative of himself, which is a weird, <laughs> weird criticism. But um, yeah, I think what I mean is, it's not very exciting. It's not very original. Uh, there's... The werewolf element isn't even all that interesting, nah, it's just Michael. Common or garden werewolves. That's that's the worst part. So there's there's a little bit of lore given to us on these werewolves, Michael. Not much. Uh, you can't say not again. much though. Not much though. Uh, all we know is they can't really be killed unless there's a bit of silver involved. Yeah, maybe that might have just been maybe, a maybe. Mm. So we can't do any of that. There's no kind of. Major inkling as to how they're made. I think you have to get bitten or, by them. Yeah, but not everybody in the whole clan is a werewolf, for example. Yeah, because they haven't all been bitten. Yeah, so, but that means it's just Tempest and Enos who are wolfy boys and girls. Yeah. 
and then you're kind of left there going why just two werewolves maybe maybe they don't all want to be werewolves because maybe there are downsides of being werewolves but yeah it's not really explored is it it's not really explored i think it's far scary if you had a clan or or a pack, pack Michael, of would, werewolves yeah. in the Appalachian Mountains. I think that'd be interesting. I'd watch gangsters versus werewolves. I uh, have very little time for it. I don't. I just. I don't care for gangsters. I don't care for nineteen twenties American gangsters. It does nothing for me as a genre. You can take your Al Capone. You can roll him up into a ball, shove him in a bin, put a brick on top of it. I've get rid of it. I think that's how he died actually isn't it but uh, I think yeah they found him in a bin with a brick on top much, apparently a time travelling Irishman went back no it was that lady remember that lady who put the cat in the bin I think she got Al Capone <laughs> Benjamin I do not care that's about so American gangsters it just it does absolutely nothing for me as a genre so that was the first kind of strike against this for me then the werewolves were a bit generic and not in it that much anyway so it was a bit like Mm. where's it going where are we going with this then Ben it commits what I consider the cardinal sin of comics of writing accents oh boo I absolutely hate it and I hate it because it anytime you're writing an accent what you're doing is assuming that like standard American pronunciation is the default Yes. And anyone who's not standard American de- pronunciation has to be written differently. So when I'm reading the New York character's city dialogue and they're yeah. speaking normal English, I'm not reading them in my head going, man, I'm from New York, man, whatever you gotta, what, look at this pizza slice or whatever. Um, and then reading the Appalachian accent puts me in a place that evokes that accent for me because... My accent isn't the default American accent, so putting this in different accent just makes it harder for me to read. It's just American. It's just harder it's just for me to read, Ben. It means nothing to like us. It means nothing. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how they pronounce can in the Appalachians, but for some reason they seem to translate as C-I-N. So what are they saying? Kin. Kin? Kin? Can you do it? Kin? Can, you d- can you do it? Is that what it is? Because... You here to buy my my here moonshine, way, Mr. The, Perillo? The way we as Irish people pronounce can is probably a bit shorter than how Americans pronounce can anyway. The, the, now, the way I did it, Michael, the way I handled this this topsy-turvy, upsy-downy, written-down accent stuff yeah. is, basically, any time an Appalachian person was speaking, I imagined it was one Reese Witherspoon. From the movie Legally Blonde. Or Sweet Home Alabama, which did not age well, Michael, as a film. No. Benjamin... Yeah. I've no time for it. I've no time for writing down accents. <laughs> Just don't do it. Let us figure it out, please, for the love of God. I've nothing against writing down dialects. I've nothing against them writing down like words, vocabulary, phrases that are different. That's to be encouraged. Like Chancer, if we were reading an Irish yeah, comic. Like, for uh, yeah, Chancer, or yeah, you big old gobshite, you, would you ever fuck off before Give I over. put you in a bin? Anything like that. Great. <laughs> put a brick on. Put top. a brick on top. And nineteen uh, twenties American gangster legend Al Capone. Oh yeah. You prick. You. He's stuck in the bin. Help! I'm stuck in the bin. Hey, I'm stuck in this <laughs> bin. You guys, let me out. Wherever? Where am I from? I don't care. Ben. It's Joe Pesci. Every time in my head. Yeah. Look, what I'm saying is, I've no time for writing down accents. Write down the dialect for sure, but don't, don't, don't write accents. It's no good. Anyway, 
That's enough of that rant. Don't worry. <laughs> but, it, I mean, that's not the only place it falls down, Michael. The, the characters aren't very likable in this, are they? They're, you're not rooting for Joe per- or Lou Perillo at any point. I, ben, I was looking at old sweaty loser Lou Perillo. And I was thinking, yeah. Ben's going to love this guy. Not because you're a sweaty loser, Ben. You're quite a handsome young man. But because I was thinking it's that kind of sweaty, down-on-his-look loser that you often like in comic books. Like Dylan Dog or the fella from that Morbius comic. What's that one? Which Morbius comic? The one he wrote about all... Oh, the... bloody Incal. Incal, and yeah. What's his we, name? We couldn't understand it. That's... Uh, Handsome Lou, let's Le, call it. Le, Le no, it's Jean... Jean-Jacques. Isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Whatever. Jean-Jacques. Yeah, uh, I thought you'd for the like purposes him. of today. I thought you'd like this uh, Lou guy because he's a down on his luck. He's smoking a fag. He's drinking a moonshine. But he's not getting any kind of arc, Michael. There's no character development. There he is. just starts off as a bit of a fucking prick and he kind of sticks at being a bit of a fucking prick. But then he's a prick who's also a, a dragon. Not, not a Dracula. Uh, a dragon. <laughs> is he, that's, he's a werewolf. That's the other thing, right? Like one. You could yeah. just take the werewolf and make it anything else. They could have been Wendigos. They could have been Wendigos. They could have been dragons. They could have been dragons. They could have been Bigfoots. Big feet. They could have been, they could have been vampires. Yeah. They could have been bloody, bloody yet Whatever you want. They could have been whatever you want. It makes no difference. It doesn't matter. Benjamin. Yeah. There's some slightly racially insensitive drawings of young black children in this. Oh, I had serious issues with that. I read some of that and I was like, what? What's? I, I, I was looking at it going, oh, oh, I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, I'm sorry, lads. Uh, Is it 1917, not 2017? Yeah. I was, looking I was at like, this. Oh. yeah, I was looking at this going, I'm glad Ben gave me this to read on the fucking bus. Um, those, those kids were not drawn well. Mm. That was, it was very uh, risky. Yeah, they looked like uh, risky. They looked like those two Transformers characters that everyone hated. That everyone hated because they were just giant racial parodies. Mm. I'm not mm. sure about that, Ben. Uh, well, it, well, it doesn't sit well. A lot of the black people in this, there's there's a little bit of minstrelly stuff going on. A little bit of minstrelly on. stuff going on. A little uh, bit of casual N-word as well. And Yeah, uh, oh, Brian Azzarello enjoyed that, didn't he? He was like, oh, yes, finally. And it's like, no, Brian, mm. no. Although he does the classic of having a reprehensible character say it and everyone go, oh, you're no good. You're not a good character. <laughs> now I know yeah, Now we know Now that. I know you It doesn't matter that you're killing people And strong arming them into selling them their moonshine But now I know No it was a little girl <laughs> I was gross. talking about it's, Oh she was not great no, What a creepy little girl Turned out to be a racist They were all racists Michael in that their little town Yeah no good Benjamin um, Yes I have to say Look I feel bad saying this Because this is usually a pretty upbeat podcast And maybe I'm going through some stuff Ben I don't know Because if I do have any emotions I've pushed them down deep inside me Where they don't have to worry about them But We're not allowed to have them during Covid Yeah there's no emotions anymore This is one of the comics I have least enjoyed That we've ever had on Collecting Issues Damn it And we have read some absolute fucking stinkers Now We have It's not in absolute stinker territory It's not bloodshot it's not. Oh. That was a stinker. Oh, this, I th- I th- that was a stinker. I think that's the worst we've ever read. Um, so it's not down there. But I nearly gave up a couple of times because this just wasn't boating my float in the slightest. Nothing about this gripped me. I didn't like the theme. I didn't like the tone. I didn't like the setting. I liked the art, except for the caricatureiness of some of the other characters. Yeah. Um, it just, It just didn't grip me. And... When I was reading this, I was thinking about when, when like, a, a critic from The Guardian reviews superhero movies. And they say, like, 90 minutes of noise and fury and throwing action figures together. 
and beneath my attention because I'm a writer for The Guardian. And then you mm-hmm. read the review and it's like, it's a confusing, muddy mess. And I'm looking at going, did we watch a different film? Because nothing about what happened in Captain America Civil War was confusing to me. No. But that's because I'm deeply engaged with Captain America Civil War. And I'm going, yes, of course, bloody Black Widow had that mask on her face that she could take off. And then she's makes not. perfect sense. makes perfect sense that she's not that woman who looked a bit like Helen Mirren. She is, in fact, Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. Um, and maybe that's what happened to me in this, that I just never got engaged with it. I didn't care for Handsome Lou. I don't care for gangsters. The werewolves were underdeveloped. So by the end, I had not a clue what was going on. I think... I, I don't think that's on you, though. I, I think... It might Brian be on Azzarella me. Has... I'm putting my hand up and saying, mm. maybe I've maybe my reading comprehension has let me down on this. But okay, well, the, well, the reason I'm giving for my reading comprehension letting me down on this is that I, it didn't engage me, and therefore I didn't engage with it. Hmm. Well, well, let me give you a little counter-argument, Michael. All right, right? all right. Well, I'm not here for any a little reason to logic, Ben. You could just call me some sort of cuckold okay. and we could carry on. No, no, I'm, I'm okay. You, we'll, we'll keep the cuckoldry till, till our other podcast. All right. Just sit there and watch oh. um, a podcast that takes a look at the ins and outs of the cooking industry. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, um, <laughs> fuck, I didn't like that joke. I take that back. Um, I'm... I'm <laughs> no, don't like that joke. Whoa. No, hang on. We're just going to sit there with that one there now. Oh, no. Let me get my composure. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just let that one breathe for a minute. <laughs> no, uh, what actually happened here, Michael, Whoa. was... Ben, that joke has um, started to ferment. <laughs> no, it's not a good joke. Oh, it's gone ripe. Ooh. Yeah, no. We can make a moonshine out of that joke, the... Ben. No, that's Ooh. it. Yeah, that's a, that's a fermenting jar right yeah. there. Yeah, but I think what's happening in this, Michael, is that Brian Azzarello seems to have watched too many noir movies. Go on. No such thing, but go on. And stopped about halfway through. Right. So a lot of the beats of a noir story are kind of set up. Okay. We have our femme fatale. Um, we have uh, our, our man Friday in Lou Perillo who has to go and do a job he doesn't want to do. Um, a lot of those are classic noir themes. Mm. We had the gangster outside the city trope. Yeah. Uh, we have the femme fatale trope. Yeah. We have the uh, gangster versus magic trope in the weird voodoo gathering that he crashes with Delia. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these beats are kind of set up as we go along. Um, and then they don't go anywhere. Nothing in this goes in anywhere. In those six but, issues. Yeah. That, that is perhaps one of the biggest flaws of this. In... On Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club that you're currently this one, in, this yeah. one, yeah, the one you're listening to, we mm-hmm. like to review, uh, I don't know, no, this isn't a review, this isn't a review show, sorry, I've forgotten our, our mission, our raison d'etre. We discuss, Yeah, this, on this discussion club of books, we, yes. we like to take a look at, at collected issues on their own, kind of mostly stripped of context. Which, you know, yes. we don't care what's happening in the wider cinematic universe or even what happens later in the series. We're just looking at mm-hmm. what have they decided to give us in this collection of issues. Yes, and correct. this, as a collection of issues, is very weak. It's very weak, Because Michael. nothing goes anywhere. No, never, ever. Basically, the denouement of this is we find out there's werewolves. And we knew that from about the... the pretty, pretty much the name. Yeah, it's there, but it's we knew that from maybe 
15 pages in. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's so, a scene. There's werewolves. That makes so, it very clear. <laughs> like, And then it introduces characters. It introduces this new cleaner character who's like even more scary than the other gangsters. And Why though? He's coming along and he's going to sort everything out. Or is he? I don't care because he doesn't he, do anything. He's did an he old get man, killed? Michael. He, he might have got killed. Did Not he? in one to six, he doesn't. <laughs> okay, yeah. So then there's a gunfight between I think the moonshiners and the and the gangsters. See, that 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 entire scene, Michael, is lost on me. I've read it twice, mm. and it's lost on me. I don't. I still could not tell you what happens to lead to that climactic gun battle. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't. I, uh, same for me. And I was. I thought it was my reading comprehension. No, I, I, I don't think it is. I think it's bad storytelling. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's a bold thing to say. Ash, look, he's never going to listen to this. It's Grant. If you are listening, <laughs> Brian, look, I don't know anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm a glorified armchair critic. So it's Grant. Don't yeah, worry about it, Brian. Yeah, yeah. All right. Nothing You're making lots of money. About you, ben. Nothing glorified uh, about you, Nothing glorified about you. Nothing. No. Nothing. 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 So yeah, I, I yeah. found it all a bit muddy, a bit hard to follow and... As I said, I'm I'm going to take the responsibility, Ben, and say this is a reading comprehension thing because I didn't engage it. This, to me, was that mass of noise and colours that didn't speak to me in the same way that uh, that Captain America the Winter Soldier is for the Guardian reviewer. Well, I mean, it's, it's you know... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe it's just not for us, Michael, this time. Hmm. I don't Which know, is a ben. weird what thing about the to art? Um, so this is done by Eduardo Riso. And he's from He's an Argentinian comic book artist Michael Oh from Argentina uh, From Argentina And he's he's quite a famous artist Michael I think I think he has a very recognisable style To the um, point that I thought it was derivative When I saw it Ben <laughs> Yes um, He has a very clear style He's done lots and lots Of different comics uh, Michael over the years Some of his most famous ones are uh, 100 Bullets Which he did with Brian Azzarello So many bullets so many, but too many bullets. The classic comic caper. Um, <laughs> he did a kind of a gritty reimagining of of the Batman universe um, called Batman Broken City. Uh, he also mm. did that with Brian Azzarello. Oh, they're good mates, are they? Uh, they it, it would seem that they are the best of pals. Mm. Um, or maybe they hate each other, but you know, they're neck deep in it now, and there's no backing out. It's, I'm caught in a trap. Yeah, exactly. Do, 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 do. Um, so anyway, he works with Brian Azzarello a lot. Um, he's very famed for this kind of gritty noir style of comic book. Um, lots of deep shadows, lots of half-cut faces. Th- that mm. um, that big pouty lip, wide-eyed, scraggly look that all his characters seems to have. Yes, that's his kind of trademark for faces. Um, one Riso face looks very much the same as another Riso face, unless he's drawing young African American children. Apparently, yeah. Ooh, I'd avoid ooh-y. it. Um, so there's some messy stuff going on there, but he is quite famous, and uh, I think I think he's one of those artists where if you love him, you love him, and you have to really be into his stuff to be to be gripped by it. It suits the tone of this comic. Or the attempted tone of this comic very well. Yes, I would agree. I would agree with that, Ben. And there's some interesting, there's interesting restricted color palette to it as well, which I appreciated, and almost certainly would have appreciated a lot more if I'd been a bit more engaged with either the plot or the setting. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I suppose plot or setting is Brian Azzarello's uh, responsibility and he's kind of made a career out of making, I guess, crime versions of your favorite superheroes and stuff. So he makes right, kind of on. gritty, realistic superhero content. Um, so two of the ones that he's most famous for uh, or infamous for maybe are Lex Luthor and the Man of Steel, which is a reimagining of Lex Luthor and the story told from Lex Luthor's perspective. Mm. Um, which is actually quite good. And the other one that he did was Joker in 2008, and that was based on Heath Ledger's Joker, and it was the story from his perspective. Um, mm. And again, another interesting one. But he's also given us a couple of stinkers, uh, <laughs> Michael. He's given us Batman Damned, where we got to see Batman's penis. Did he do Batman's penis? He's Batman that, what Damned. A co- what a coincidence, because there's lots of penises in this. Yeah, he just loves... One. Lo- there might be one penis. He's a fan of schlongs. What can you say? Mm. Oh, well, I wouldn't say that about someone. There's no harm in it, Michael. No harm in yeah. it. No Look, harm in it. No harm in it. Look, um, it. But yeah, so he's kind of famous for that uh, very crime-driven gangster thing. Um, that one, that kind of Batman thing that we were talking about there, Broken City, that is looking at the gangster side of Gotham more than yeah. it is looking at the the maniacal villain side of Gotham. This want. is probably why I've never really come across him, Ben, because it's not my cup of tea. It's not your cup of tea, Michael. I'm you Benjamin. wouldn't. I would know because I have my cup of tea here. I've been having a little sip while we've been doing the podcast. You are you are familiar with tea, Michael. It's true. Mm, here, here it is. There it is. There now. Look at us. Look at us. It's kind of Art Deco. Art Deco, Michael. Art Deco. Very nice cup. Very nice cup. Um, ben. Yes. It's not a. Uh, it's not Art Deco in the sense that it's art decoration, the 1920s art style. It's me saying to my friend Declan, it's fucking Art Deco. Ladies and gentlemen, what did you think of Moonshine Volume 1? Um, what are your thoughts on werewolves versus gangsters? What would you like to see werewolves square off against next? Um, Vampires. You can get in touch with us in a bunch of different ways. They did that in Van Helsing with Huge Jack Mann. Yeah. Um, you can get in touch with us in a bunch of different ways, ladies and gentlemen. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shomerbeug.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. Means tidy room in Irish. What's wrong with you? How many I've times have we Q. done this? Oh, God, I missed my cue. Ladies and gentlemen, we're also on Instagram, at your luxurious... Er, nope, that's the wrong one. Don't go <laughs> there. Aha! Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me... Fool, you, you, you can't, can't get fool fooled me. again. Yeah. Um, that, that George W. Bush impression brought to you by the Collecting Issues podcast, which you can find on the interwebs at Instagram at <laughs> Collecting Issues Podcast. <laughs> I give up. Ladies and gentlemen, all of those pale in comparison to the best way to get in touch with us, which is the Discord. Get up on the Discord, Hop baby. Hop up on it. Hop up on it. Well, we do actually have quite a lively Discord where we share lots of things and chat with lots of people about lots of nerdy things. Mm. Um, ladies Such and gentlemen. Was this any use? Was were, this were any there, use? Why are there enough werewolves? Spoilers if you've already listened to the podcast, but no. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, join us in two weeks' time where we will be taking a look at Once and Future Volume 2 um, where we Ooh. get to see more Arthurian shenanigans in modern England. Um, mm. And uh, it'll be it'll be a good time all around. See oh, you I then. bloody hope so. I bloody hope so, Ben. Bloody hope so. Oh, Ben. Yeah. Oh. Woof. <laughs>